No, it wasn't. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. What up? What's up? What's up? All right. So, The Shy, season two. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. Season two, episode one. You watched it. I um, thought it was a good episode. I was a little traumatized at the end, but I guess we'll allow ourselves to build up for the viewers <laughs> as to what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so I, I, for real, for real, I honestly wish I would have went back and watched season one right before I started season two, because it was a few things that I had forgot, you know, like. Like the, what? It's like the backdrop. I just feel like I forgot a little bit about how things had had played out you know it's been almost a year since yeah one has been out so it was just some things i wish i would have just rewatched. okay um for the most part season two <clears throat> right back basically where season one left off pretty much kind of so kind of mm-hmm. um we see brandon which is like one of the main characters he is working on like his food truck finally mm-hmm I think this is our first time seeing that, right? Cause it is, because our his journey first season was, you know, he loved to cook. He loved to, you know, he was a chef. Um, and then, you know, they they talked about that throughout season one. And then, you know, he took a leap of faith, got this food truck. Yeah. Um, and which, you know, to me symbolized, you know, him making a way for his own. And um, yeah. it was a big moment, you know? It's like, yeah. yeah. Finally did it, actually having some customers, all right. to quickly <laughs> get that taken away from him in the first episode, which I thought, yeah. oh, wow, this is really early, you know, stuff like, I would have, I honestly probably would have liked to see him have the truck for at least the first episode, you know, like, to to get into it a little bit more, um, but. Well, for people who don't know what happened, what happened? So Brandon, he, again, like he got a food truck, he saved his money, bought a food truck, decked it out. Um, and it appeared to be doing quite well. Now, was he making a ton of money? No, you know, it's kind of like when you first get something and you first start your business, you're kind of doing what you need to do to get some business. And that's what he's been doing. But you know, he's in the first episode, I would like to say that I felt like he was getting his groove. He was planting his feet. And then out of nowhere, like I didn't expect this, you know, so they did a great job with that. Cause I didn't even think like he would get this truck stolen from him. Um, and by stolen, I mean, he was robbed at gunpoint. Um, I think he was pulling up to his house one night after a good day of sales or a decent day of sales. And a guy comes up, puts a gun to his head, and is like, give me your money. And he's like, really? And he's like, yeah, give me your money. He's like, I mean, man, you know, I only got like $300. Like, it's only $300. Like, you know how hard I had to work for this $300? So the dude wasn't playing. He was like, give me the money. He gave him the money. And what was heart crushing for me was, because again, I didn't think he was going to ask for the truck. I was like, hey, he's going to stop. Give him the money. Go, go. Nah, this fool's like, give me the keys to the truck. <laughs> and Brandon was like, God damn, like, are you for real? Like, please, <laughs> he was like begging and pleading, like, no, 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 no. Take anything else. And the guy wasn't playing. So he gave the keys over. 
And as we learn, to make a long story short, Brandon did not have insurance on the truck. So it's not like he could call somebody and be like, yo. Um, and this is interesting to me because this is when it reintroduces uh, Jerrica, which is his a girlfriend. So we know they like had issues last season. They broke up and got back together or whatever. So she's always that reasonable person who has her shit together and knows what to do. And it's something about her I cannot stand, but (laughs) she picks that right back up. So she basically tells Brandon, don't tell me you didn't fucking get insurance for this damn truck you know and treat him like a kid basically and it's like yeah he has to admit she was right once again he didn't get insurance he fucked up um she tells him to call the police which i think is funny and brandon's like man what the police gonna do so it's like he's so hood he shouldn't have driving it no way that's what he's thinking like i shouldn't have driven this anyway because i didn't have all of the credentials have the proper permits and shit yeah on everything to get like official official so that's why you don't like her is because it's like bitch you know who you fucking with you know why he ain't finna call the police like don't sit up here and act like yeah babe why did you not have your t's crossed and i's dotted because bitch it's hard to even get what i you know to get what i just got and it's like if she gave him the money for the stuff because i think it left off or she gave him the money originally to get the truck like she gave him like a some large sum of money because apparently she's like wealthy i don't know why she didn't secure the fucking permits not to say that's her job but i'm saying if my money's going into some shit i'll be like well we need the permits and shit too yeah since you're little miss know-it-all jerry right 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 whatever so that's where we basically get to with them right their storyline in the first episode right He's just trying to recover his truck, basically. Um, The kids, my favorite part of the shy. So we get right back into the kids and we see that like, um, damn, what's the man, little boy's name? I'm not good with the name. I know. This is the boy that, um, damn it. The kids are the best part to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not because Papa's his best friend. Let's see. Kevin. Okay, Kevin. So little boy Kevin, who was like the main character of the little kids, he um, basically is having trouble dealing with the fact that he went through all that fucking trauma last season um, with witnessing Coogie's death and then also shooting Ronnie by accident because they were like fighting over the gun and shit and anyways his parents end up finding out and now his parents are like forcing him to see like a psychiatrist yeah white lady yeah (laughs) and those scenes are so cringy I'm just like oh god this is really that's really how therapy feels to me because I've tried therapy and it's just like you don't relate to anything (laughs) I've ever been through in my life like what do you know about me so that's what I was getting from it yeah, I can relate to that too because, you know, I was bad growing up. I just was. So my mom, she would try everything. She would try to leave me in group home. She would try to send me to therapy. Therapy for me was, again, anytime you have or you introduce therapy to someone, if they don't want to do it, it's never going to be the intended outcome. I don't want to say never because sometimes you don't know that you need it until you go. However, for me as a kid, I don't want to fucking talk to nobody. I want to be by myself. I want to do what I want to do. You're not going to understand me. You're definitely not going to understand me. I definitely don't want to talk to you. 
So yeah, I can identify with him in that moment as well. Um, yeah, his mom was basically forcing him to do therapy. But she he was, wasn't really yeah. feeling it. But right. he was going every day. Um, <clears throat> but he ends up talking to, I think, his sister or something. And she was like, you really been through some real shit. Just try to talk to the lady. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He reunites with, like, his friends, Papa and the badass one. What's the badass little boy's name with the dreads? I Damn, I know you don't know. I'm going to stop asking you the name. <laughs> I don't know none <laughs> of the names. Uh, little boy whose older brother is like that big time drug dealer what and was his name reggie i do remember reggie his reggie, name. reggie reggie <laughs> he's cute to me um but yeah so him and kevin make up because they weren't talking at the end of last episode um and they just are being kids you know um maisha the big girl she's so fucking funny her and papa are the funniest kids and they have their little one-liners and stuff their big girl the big girl reminds me of my son's uh crush at school well wait a minute let me rephrase that <laughs> he does not have a crush on her she's got a crush on him oh and i've had to she's very she's very aggressive you know <laughs> she'll say carter you know come over here and give me a hug i've witnessed this and i'll look like you know carter oh, wow. give her a hug you know, he'll be like, Mommy, no, I don't want to give her a hug. I'm like, Carter, go there. And she'll be like, Carter, I'm waiting. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, no. So I said, well, just wave to her. You know, it's this intimidation. Like, <laughs> but he, he will. He's like, he's coming. He's like, Mommy, I don't want to give her a hug. So I was like, okay, baby. Well, you know, um, it's just, she really reminds me of the little girl. She made yeah. a in that specific way but just traits it's funny it's funny Shoot, he's kevin then because <laughs> she maisha loves her some kevin man Gosh. she loves that boy's dirty draws you hear me oh. she loves them and i think it would be funny to see them actually get together as they like get older yeah. and like you know because just because you start out we all go through our phases as we grow up and you know you see the girl where you thought you know, oh damn, is that is that my Oh, you look, you know, night and day from whatever. So that would be cute if they, in their teen years, you know, maybe hooked up. But yeah, spoiler alert, that actually does happen later in the season. So, <laughs> but um, ah! I you're not you need to go spoil it for me though. <laughs> it's like, I'm not <laughs> telling you what really happens. No, I'm not. I don't know if they get together, but I'm saying she does have a little glow up moment, which is appreciated. So okay, she glows up a little bit. Okay. And everybody takes two looks like oh is that is that my issue yeah. okay so she has a little moment and i think that's really cute um that's cute. that is cute i love how the kids like keep it lighthearted and fun on the show so because there's some heavy shit in the shy but they got it mixed in you don't even know it's coming half the time um what do we think so, about um oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off okay no i was just gonna go into the next um storyline yeah. basically which the next one after that would be like Ronnie and his grandmother. So um, Ronnie, we, we pick up with him being back in jail. Um, actually, we see that he did go to jail because he got sentenced earlier. He, he turned himself in. He admitted to killing Coogie. So he's in jail, dealing with jail. He seems yeah. to be acting like it's the army or whatever. He seems to be very on it he's cleaning, he's working out, people are going to him for stuff, he's 
seeming to be very comfortable in jail. And um, and let me pause aren't... you. Let me pause you right there because I want to pull up a point or point out a point. What I'm trying to make that I felt like was very interesting that the shy or Lena, the director producer, um, made it a point with this with these characters. So even in the first season, because when you brought up Ronnie, I was like, oh, this is just what I think about because it pairs the question of we know that he shoots a kid, but we also know that his kid was shot. So and even in the first season, you see a lot of like, yeah, I, I, I may be doing something, but you don't know what my story was or who I lost and who I'm trying to seek justice for. And I just get caught up in the so I guess what I'm basically getting to is everyone has a story and I think the shy has done a really great um, job at highlighting. It's not just people wake up being bad and just, you know, want to kill everybody and shoot them up. Like it literally, there are tons of situations that lead people down certain paths and it's not, and it doesn't just have to be because, oh, they're, they're black and they're bad, or they grew up in this environment, so this is how they're going to turn out. No, Ronnie, you feel for him because he lost his child, but then you also are like, damn, but you just killed somebody else, whether you meant, do you know what I mean? So it's like you, as a watcher or viewer, there's that battle between, yes, you should go to jail because now somebody else doesn't have their kid, but then I was feet, I felt for you because you lost. You know what I'm saying? So it's just that, that, that mirror kind of image that I wanted to point out. Um, yeah, like absolutely. It's a major theme. I think it's a, it's a major theme in the, her whole um, series, as well mm-hmm. as like just in general today, like right. Jordan Peele's Us. It's a lot of like, who, what is the bad guy? Who is yeah, the bad guy? Like, for sure. It's, it's making you think, you know, it's, it, that things are not black and white and um it's beautifully done in the shy for real for real because it's really hard it's an internal battle so in season um two this first episode (laughs) his major battle ronnie is him trying to get out of jail so he didn't want the family to go through the trial he thought he would get some lack um you know he would get some leniency on his sentencing because he did turn himself in but right. come to find out he was sentenced like a bunch of years so he wants to appeal it you know and right. so he goes seeking after like a lawyer to try to get that started um it flashes back they start this whole flashback series within the series mm-hmm. um season one which it goes back to ronnie when he was in the military getting out of that how he got to living in chicago at his grandmother's house how he even met Jason. So basically Jason was, um, Jason became really important to him because it was almost destined for him to meet Jason because he was about to kill himself. So he was trying to get, Ronnie came home from the military. He was having a really tough time trying to get a job. He wanted to be part of the police force. His grandmother was bragging to her friends and stuff, talking about how, you know, her, her grandson was about to be making money, being top policeman whatever but Ronnie gets turned down he doesn't make it he doesn't pass the test or whatever it is so he goes to his room he seems to be like very depressed I don't know if he's like drinking I guess that's what they're trying to say how he started being a drunk or whatever um but he grabs a gun and the moment where it looked as if he was contemplating killing himself a ball comes and shatters his window. He runs outside and chases the kids and the kid is Jason. So 
who he ends up dating her mother, his mother, and claims him to be like his his son. So we see how that relationship started, which sets off the whole stream of events that happened the first season. So it was kind of interesting. At first, I was like, with the flashback, I was just like, uh, where are we going with this? You know, I thought it was going to be like a definitive thing. But it was kind of good to see, I guess, how he got to where he was because the first season he was just looked at as like a drunk or a crackhead or somebody like we was just like, Oh, you're just a random, but it was cool to have like that development on him. Right. Um, unfortunately it becomes even more of a turmoil because we all like Coogie. Yes. We didn't want him to get killed, but should Ronnie stay in jail for something that like, he didn't mean to kill Coogie. Like it was like, he thought this person killed his son. You know what I'm saying? And he did the right thing to turn himself in. So his grandmother was dependent on him, relying on him. She's ill. And unfortunately, somebody breaks into her house and attacks her brutally. At the end of the episode, it was super traumatic. I wasn't expecting it. Mia, you already told me. <laughs> you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm so, y'all, like, Whitney yeah. knows how I feel. Because we feel the same way. We share the same hate for people who are old people and mean to children so the fact that she knew she she had watched this episode before i did and she knew she did give me a warning she said the very end there is something that's like oh whoa it fucked me up i didn't see it coming i just wish you know i had a better heads up something specific because that was very hard to watch in all seriousness it was very hard to watch i understand things like this happen more than we know or more than we see but um it was very real I mean it was it was it was it was a it was a lot so if you have not seen the first episode or even if you have um share your thoughts on that particular scene with us um because a lot of people I saw they said that it was disturbed them highly and even like a lot of the reviews Uh, that's one of the headlines is like this is a brutally attack that was you know a brutal attack that was displayed in a very realistic way for television and I'm pretty sure that was done intentionally because throughout the very throughout that first episode for the most part it was pretty chill it wasn't any major incident even even when um brandon got robbed it was a chill rob like the dude clearly wasn't going to kill him it was just like calm it wasn't anything like brutal or anything like that he didn't hit him or anything so i just we weren't expecting this and i think she did it intentionally because it's like old people sometimes are overlooked and a lot of attention isn't given to that like it's like oh an old lady got attacked in the park but it doesn't really make front page news for more than like 12 hours you know because people really don't just don't care about old people like that but so I think and it's sad you know I my heart goes out to elderly people y'all are amazing because how the hell do you live on this earth for that long that's crazy but I think she did it intentionally because it's a it's an overlooked situation and topic yeah. so it was something you couldn't overlook and emotionally you were like involved Disturbed. In you were definitely <laughs> emotionally I was emotionally stressed I was emotionally stressed and um, I instantly thought about my, my grandma or my aunt or whatever. Like I just instantly thought about, like, I instantly I mean, thought about my mom, you know, she may not be 80, but she's almost 70 in a year or two. 
And the fact that like people, and I think about this all the time. My mom, she stays in the hood still. It's gentrifying. It's in the process. Um, but you know, there's still a lot of fuckery that goes on and people that don't give a fuck. And our house specifically has been broken into like three times. Um, the one that she stays inside of, um, you know, she fortunately hasn't been like robbed or there when any of this has happened, but it still is concerning. And I've always felt like, I don't know if I've watched too much first 48 because they show things like that too. But I'm like, these people out here, man, they just don't give a fuck. There's some people out here that just don't give a fuck. And they will do some crazy ass shit for a TV. For a $200 TV, you're going to sit up here and do whatever you want to do for $100. Like, it is crazy. So kudos to Lena, at least on the first episode. Um, I know There's there's some more. I'm not done. Are you done? No, 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 no. I'm not wrapping up. I was just saying, like you know, obviously, you know more on the upcoming episodes, but, you know, so far from what I've seen just in this first episode, like, I can't wait to watch the rest of them, you know, because I was so like, I said in our last podcast, I was like, I mean, so far, it's good, even though you were like, well, you haven't really watched enough of it. But for me, the ending was like, oh, shit, like, yeah. I just really enjoy the shots. So literally I could have like 20 episodes of them doing nothing. I just like the fact of like, it's like a fly on the wall with like, (laughs) just, it really doesn't even have to be no crazy shit. I just like the characters. I like the, like, I like the dialogue. I think it's really funny. It's a really funny show. Um, so like moving on to my second favorite storyline. Um, so I'm trying to do it by character so I don't miss anyone. But, um, Emmett, Emmett, yeah, Emmett. Mm-hmm. So I love Emmett. I don't know how you feel about him, but I love him. He's so like charismatic. Um, this I like cool. Emmett. I like Emmett. I don't really have anything to say, you know. Yeah. So it's Emmett and his mom. She grow his up? mom is tied to Ronnie, um, because he takes care, she takes care of his grandmother. Grandma. So all these characters are loosely tied together mm-hmm. in this whole situation. But um, yeah, so we get to the point where we see that Emmett's mom is tired of his shit. He's not doing shit. She's like, wake up. You you missed your school aid appointment. You missed your fucking appointment for the 80th time. And he's like, oh, it's whatever. I'll reschedule. You know, so she's getting to the point where she's saying that like, okay, her son is a grown ass man that's living in her house. He's not doing shit. Um, she has to move out of her house because she did lose her job last season because she got caught stealing for Miss Ethel, uh, Ronnie's grandmother. So they show her packing up and moving. And this is when she tells Emmett, look, you got to find your own spot. Okay. I'm moving and I'm moving into one bedroom, figure it out. So we go through the whole scene. She literally said that. (laughs) Yeah. She literally kicked him out. Um, (laughs) it's funny because he tries to like go to everyone's house that he knows and that whole thing was kind of funny to me um and then we find out that he hasn't seen his son I forget his son's name but his baby mama is very difficult (laughs) for some reason we don't know why she's so fucking angry but she's angry um I can tell you why she's angry (laughs) Because the first season, she was... He was taking care of him, I thought. Wasn't the boy living with the mom? See, that's why I was like, I need to go back and watch the first season. Because 
didn't she drop him off and then Emmett was taking care of the the son full time and then he didn't get to see him because she got a new boyfriend or some shit was it that I could have sworn it was like I don't think it went down like that I need to rewatch it but I don't think it went down like yes I get what you're saying as far as him I think he was forced in a position where she was like no take the baby like I need a break type situation right and then at that point what I thought Mm-hmm. that the relationship had changed because oh yeah 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 and everything so but, you know, we knew she was getting her ass beat from her boyfriend too right. we learned that last season and then i think emmett stepped in that last episode to kind of like stop the situation so i'm like why is she upset didn't emmett just kind of like stop your mm, he either stopped it or he made it worse Right, right. You yeah. know, if we don't, if for our viewers that have not watched two, three, four, five, or six, like you have, how it left off, we could assume that he made it worse because it's like, or it got, or like you said, it got better. You know what I'm saying? Like you should well, be. I'm like, not talking about this season. I'm talking about last season. So I'm not mentioning the other episodes from this. I'm talking about last season where it left off. Yeah, he yeah, got yeah. By the boyfriend because he heard her getting her ass beat. No, 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 no. I know, but I was saying, if you have seen the episodes, you probably know what it is for sure now, if it's come to, you know what I'm saying? If it's come to that, like, meaning like, oh, I get it. I get why this relationship is the way it is. So, but yeah, yeah. to piggyback, yeah. to piggyback off what um, we were just talking about, but yeah, I mean, it, she, I don't know why she's angry. Um, I just can conclude that it's because of just her own story, you know, their story, meaning Emmett and her story, and then now a situation where she probably is like, fuck, here we go again, I made a bad choice, and I can't get out of it, or she can't get out of it, whatever the case is, I just feel like it's a complex situation, being that she's paying I mom. just, I'm not a mom or whatever, but I would, I just don't see mm-hmm. why she wouldn't let him see the, the son, it just seemed like it was a reason why she couldn't see the kid, because I'm like, why are you not letting him see the son like he's there at the house I don't know I, I would never keep my kid away from their dad unless it was like a dangerous type of situation but yeah I would never I'm a, and I am I, a mom I don't I've never that. threatened I, I am a mom and I've never threatened to keep and I've always made a vow to that unless it was a dangerous situation um right. but so there weird. are tons of women that do it yeah for very uh for several reasons you know they want to be they use it as a way to control the relationship they do it to be petty they do it because the father isn't shit they do it because you know so they do it for all different kinds of reasons but um but it is interesting to see their story play out the way it does because like for me I really felt bad I was like when he was knocking on the door and they have that conversation like she was so aggressive she was so angry she was like so adamant about him not coming in and it was kind of like beat up on the train. You saw that. Mm-hmm. It's like he got beat up on the train, and the guy said he was Tiffany's brother or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it made it seem like her, the baby mama sent her brother to beat him up. But it's like, damn, he tried to see the kid. You still going to have him beat up? And I'm guessing it's about money, but we'll see. But I just want Emmett. To, I just want him to grow up. And I know yeah. there are situations with our men and our boys, um, young boys, young men that have you. One, if we look at the situation, his dad is not in the picture. That's apparent. Emmett's yeah. dad. 
And I'm not saying that it can't be possible for a single mother to raise um, a respectable, successful young man to society, but it's hard because I could, I can't identify, I can't teach my son how to be a man. I can't teach him how to piss. I can't, you know, there's things that I just literally can't do it, nor can I identify with. So I think, how do you feel about his mom? Like, cause my cousin, we watched this together and she was like, I'm sorry. I just, I know her, his mom is trying to do the right thing, but I just could not kick my son out. Like if he, like, I'm not going to let him sleep outside on the train, like ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it was, clearly trying she was trying to give him tough love you know but But sometimes I do feel like it's too late not too late to ever what I'm trying to say so I have to break it down I couldn't have done it like south side of Chicago if that nigga got shot I'm gonna feel horrible because my son was pleading to come in the house and now he done got shot in the street Mm -hmm. you know like you don't live in the suburbs lady you live in the south side of Chicago (laughs) I mean it was a little it was a little much I don't know I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, it's knowing how people dying in them streets, that's just crazy to me. But I mean, I get it. But like for me in my household, Carter is going to have to, Carter's my son, he's going to have to do something at 18. So if he doesn't want to go to college, he'll have to get a job. He's going to have to, because <clears throat> now would I kick him out? Sure, I would kick him out. If he well, was did have a job, you know, he had a job. No, but it's not, no. So for me, it's not just working at McDonald's and you're 21 with a baby and you get this McDonald's paycheck and you think that you're not going da 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 Like, yeah. no. she, I mean, she had every right to discipline him. The thing about it is, is that I guess the point that I'm trying to make is ain't nobody going to feel sorry for no black grown-ass man. Like, they're not. They're just not. And so as a mother... You have to, and if there's no dad in the picture, we naturally, as women, we naturally nurture, we naturally cultivate, we naturally spoil, we naturally are just that person where people can take from us and take and take. I don't care if it's your seed, I don't care if it's your husband, I don't care if it's whoever, your friendships. Naturally, as a woman, not all, but just naturally, innately in us, we are nurturers. And so sometimes we can be nurturing to a fault. And I don't know how old he is in this It makes show. me feel like he's like 20, 21. 20, you know, like, yeah. So I'm not expecting a 20, 21-year-old to have it all figured out, no. But the individual that I'm seeing that he is depicted in the show, he has a lot of growing up to do, specifically because you live in Chicago. There are certain steps that you need to be taking to move yourself from McDonald's or wherever you're working in a kitchen. And as we see too, he loves to buy shoes. He loves to be G'd up. He loves to do all these other things, but he doesn't have a car. He doesn't have like any kind of, any kind of, what's yeah, the word I'm looking for? He just doesn't tell that he's responsible. It's, that's as yeah. simple as it and is to me. He doesn't seem responsible. And I don't, again, I don't expect someone his age to have it all figured out. But I don't look at her. I don't. If, if and it's unfortunate because he's really smart. You can tell he's smart. Absolutely, he is. He's charismatic. He's so charismatic and very smart. So it is unfortunate. But yeah, yeah. But you gotta be. I just don't know if I'd keep be, But you do have to side be. of Chicago. 
but parents have well regardless you gotta like you said i feel like she had like it was it was almost like too late like why did you let him get to 21 and he hasn't went to school or because she got her own shit because she's tired she's she's exhausted she's now lost her damn job she's exhausted she's raised this person for so long she's got her own stuff you know what i mean like I think that it does, the show does really but, but you said it yourself. It's too late. Like it gets to a point where you, it's going to get to that point. Where you have to kick your kid out. If you don't you implement yes. those things while they're fucking growing up. And she's tired. Like I said, she's tired of probably giving him chance. Cause in last season, she was helping take care of the baby. She was helping him try. She was like, okay, you know what? I she see was. that you're making some sort of step. I see that you're trying to do something right. Now I'm telling you, this is the last time I'm going to give you, if you fuck up again, I'm wiping my hands, da 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 And however he got there, however we saw that he got here to this season where he's homeless and out and about, whatever, that's his fault. You know what I'm saying? But again, he's going to have to make those mistakes. He's going to have to bump his head. He's going to have to, um, he's going to have to figure this out. Yeah. He's going to have to figure very- out, I'm tired of being homeless. My mama ain't going my baby mama ain't going, so I need to figure out a way to get my, if I really want to see my kid, like, he's going to have to become a man through these experiences, and these hard-ass experiences is real life, so. Yeah, so. I'm sure it was hard for her, though, to kick him out, like, I don't think that that's an easy decision to kick your son out, knowing all of what's going on in the world, like, I don't think. It definitely showed that she had it was hard for her she almost she was like crying when he did it um if i was anywhere else in the world i probably would but chirac no i'm not kicking my son out in the middle of chirac but (laughs) i it's the shy anywhere out here is crazy though it is but a lot of people people live in the suburbs they love the hood so (laughs) you you can't help what you like and what you gravitate to chirac Chicago is one of the most deadliest cities in the nation. So I don't know as a black man I would kick my black son out, but I see what she went with that. So at the end of the episode, Emmett ends up going to his father's house. And this is where the first time we see his father. And it looks like his father is him 20 years in the future because his father looked like he got like seven kids in the background of all different ethnicities and shit. Like <laughs> it just looks like a bunch of random kids right around him. So and that's where it leaves off with Emmett. So, yes. Which I, his, his daddy was cute. I was like, his daddy was kind of fine. Daddy got a little charm on him. Okay. Hey, daddy. See where you get it from. Because he don't look nothing like his mom. So. <laughs> yeah, the acting. Yeah, you don't look like his mama. He looks nothing like her. So, but yeah i'm excited it was a good it was a good little opener episode well also uh, and then too uh let's not forget about the uh scene where uh brandon and his stepdad obviously his mom and him aren't married i don't think but mm. you know he last season he took the gun away from him and brandon yeah. was like the fuck like you know he's mm-hmm. like and then he gives it back to him this season which showed you know like a connection that they were you know, kind of try like to make or have them have that moment where it was like, I'm, yeah. I'm really not a bad guy. And I know you're not a bad kid, but you know, so I thought that was kind of cute. Um, yeah. because he, what was I say? Um, 
Because the stepdad was an asshole for the most part. He was. And they, they did a great job in showing that too. But that you was know. cute to see that he cared for Brandon like that. Well, and then too, like last season, he was an asshole, but there were moments where I understood why he was like that. Like, right. so like right. he was an asshole, but he was also like, hey, you need to get your shit together. Your mama ain't here. She fucking struggling. She did it. And it's like, well, why you ain't doing this? And it's like, you want to come, you know, so I do put like. You put him in the place. Yeah. Put him in the place. Yes, he was an asshole. But then at the same time, it was like, you know, again, there's that other side to it where it's like, well, where do you, you know, because Brandon also needed to get his shit together. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yep interesting i can't watch season two or not season two episode two um i love the shot i really would love the kids to honestly have their own spinoff they can have their own love the kids that much see the kids are just okay to me the kids show could be brought in with i feel like other kids could watch the kids like it's almost like a degrassi but in a hood way like a real life degrassi Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've never watched degrassi I love Degrassi, man. Isn't that where you saw Drake or something? Yes. Wheelchair Jimmy. Aubrey. I sure did. Shout out, Drake. For those who don't know, Degrassi is a, uh, what is it? It's like a coming of age teen series that was original. It's from Canada and it got super popular here in America. And yeah, all the episodes are on YouTube if you want to watch them for free, okay? a good show so yeah this was great we're gonna do a review of every episode so please subscribe and leave your comments let us know what do you think is gonna happen next episode were you shocked to see the granny get beat the fuck up because that was just like so fucking crazy to me um yeah what other cliffhangers do you think emmett's gonna get his shit together I think that we will see a complete turnaround of Emmett because like I I just feel like he's gonna get tired being that he is at what he feels like is rock bottom. <laughs> I would right. like to think he's gonna come out on the other side of that. Um so leave us what do y'all think below? Do you think Emmett's gonna do this shit together? Anything else? And anything else. Yeah. Yep. And I also think that Ronnie's gonna get out of jail. Yes. And do you want I, I don't know why. I think he's going to get approved appeal. I think it'll be kind of like a tug of war type thing, but I think at the uh, end of it, he's going to be able to get out. And I'm super torn with the whole Ronnie thing. Like, it's like, oh, fuck. I get it, but at the same time, did you have to kill the kid? Like, you didn't. You really didn't. But, you know. It's tough, man. It's the shy. It's tough. So, catch us back next episode next those episode, don't know, yes. subscribe to our podcast the black coffee and tea podcast on spotify apple soundcloud anything everything all right yep. instagram black coffee and tea and at bct podcast at BCT podcast whoa oh my gosh um so yeah and on facebook black coffee and tea podcast so everything's below till next time <laughs> Deuces. Deuces. if you enjoyed this episode make sure you subscribe to the black coffee and tea podcast available now on itunes spotify soundcloud and youtube and if you want to be a part of the bct fam make sure you follow us on instagram at bct podcast until next time <laughs>